0: Hello, Sawbona. How's it? Molo, Jumbo, and welcome to Every Nation Devon podcast. We hope this message will inspire you and draw you closer to Christ.
1: Enjoy. Good morning. You know, those people, am I on? Am I on? <laughs> so it's tempted to do that. That's why I just did it. <laughs> morning. Ninjaani. How are you? Who it? Minjan. Nice. We'll stop it there for today. Nibase, <laughs> uh, you you really look good from up here. You look so beautiful, most of you, and to the few of you, you look handsome. <laughs> uh, it's so great to be here today. Um, Eight hey, following after. You know when you follow after. Big people, it's really difficult to know where to go. The word that was preached last week was just so awesome. Umkulu uh, Michael Cassidy just really, really, um, you know, uh, preached a challenging word, but also an exciting word because when we know that Jesus is Lord over everything, then we rest secure because he is Lord over every single area of our lives. So uh, it's so good to be here today and um today i'm preaching on peace okay and um because we know that jesus is the lord of our peace he is the lord of peace the bible says that he is the prince of peace but you know um one of the things that i know is that when we how we or rather how we approach certain concepts depends on how well we know them how well we understand them so I could say today peace and we all have different understandings of that and how we access it and how much we access it sometimes depends on how much we know uh, it means the depth of our understanding with it so uh, you know in God's kingdom you find that there are concepts or there are things that God has for us but if we if we don't understand those things we may access them but not to the greatest level that God wants us to access them. So um, so as we talk about peace today, I just wanna explain, I'm talking about the peace of God. I'm not talking about any other brand of peace that may exist out there. This is very important to to, to just highlight for us today, because like I said, when I say peace, a, a whole lot of things can can jump up uh, at, at you. And, um, Have you ever experienced this, uh, where you will be going through a hard time, like a really, really difficult time, but you feel calm, you feel collected, you feel you know that whole calm and collected thing. I don't know why I said you feel calm, you feel collected. That was strange, but anyway, you feel calm and collected, you feel just fine. And yes, you're going through this, you're going through the most, but you're still okay. You have this serenity inside, and then you have other times where you're going through some difficulties, but you panic, you're anxious you you know you feel like the world is falling on you and it's and then when you look at that second scenario I 've given you, you realize that actually things are not as bad as with the first scenario, but you are panicking, you don't have peace you see. What we need to understand is that God gives us his peace freely. So whether we understand or don't understand peace, he will give it to us. But the problem with not understanding it is that we fail to tap into it ourselves. So we are unable to tap into it for ourselves and for others which is important uh the bible says that we need to seek peace and pursue it and the bible also says that blessed are the peacemakers we'll go through these scriptures in a moment blessed are the peacemakers so god expects us to be peace specialists if i can call it that to specialize in peace in our lives in being at peace and in bringing peace to other people so today we're just gonna look at peace. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a big, 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 um, you know, topic. So we're not going to cover every single thing, but today what I would like us to do is to go into it a little bit, to understand some of what God is talking about when he speaks about peace, firstly, and secondly, how we can access it and how it actually applies in our lives. So those are, the, are some of the things we'll touch. Like I said, I'm not gonna go fully into it. Otherwise we would need to have a series to fully go into the peace of God. Um, so what I'm gonna do now is I just wanna just remind us that God says in Second Peter chapter 3, verse 18, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So we are meant to grow. So the little that I know of God's peace God has had to grow again. So each one of us are are going through a process of growth and a process of, of understanding the peace of God. All right. And so what we're going to do now is we're going to pray before we get into, into the word. All right. Father, thank you so much for this opportunity that you have given us today to receive from your word lord i pray for each one of us who is here and also those who may be listening online that lord we would receive your word because your word gives us life god it is our light your word says that it is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path so i pray today that we would receive your word not man's wisdom not something that will titillate our ears but something that will continue to uh, that will help us to continue to grow in you and something that will help us to stand in our walk with you so father we thank you in jesus name amen, amen. right okay now before i co- continue um in isiZulu, okay in isiZulu. zulu peace There are two words that I know of I have to say that because you know often you find out some new word that you never knew of and you're like what is this and it's like, ah it's a Zulu word but then I grew up and saw it too so you know anyway two words that I know of that's that uh, that mean peace in Isisulu one is up-o-lo which is where my name, well, my name is Olo, So person of peace, mother of peace, whatever, of peace, whatever you want to attach that to. So ukolo. But then the second word is the word called Ugotula. Now I'd like us to focus a little bit on this word. Okay. Now Ugotula has three meanings that I know of anyway. So Ugotula, depending on context, could mean taking something off in particular, if it's on your head like uctulis or, or you know removing something okay that's one the second meaning of uctula is is quietness so silence right and then the third one is tranquility peace calmness of spirit so this one word can have so many different meanings in isiZulu, but it's the same with peace so with biblical peace anyway in many places in the Bible where in the English translation it says peace it has a deeper meaning than just the word so-called the word peace so we're going to look at this um a bit more so that we can we can understand what I find interesting about this why I went with it is that all three of these encompass what peace biblical peace speaks of biblical peace is about taking off it's also about silence the silence that we can have in our spirit but it is also about that tranquility that we can have so Jesus said in John 16 verse 33 I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace He says in this world you will have trouble but take heart i have overcome the world he says that he wants us to have peace in him he has told us so he had told them several things before that and he says i've told you so that in me you will have peace so one thing that i just want us to start or or a thought that i would like us to look at is that the peace that we have as God's children is from Him. It can't be separated from Him. So if I move away from Him, then I'm moving away from peace. And whatever peace that I find out there is not from Him. It's something else. It's a counterfeit. And one other thing that is significant about what Jesus said. He said, in this world, you will have... truck. He said, okay, it's sorry, there's another verse that I'm going to read, but he said, don't let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So it's obvious that there is trouble in the world and that we can be afraid, but he says, my peace, I give you my peace. I leave you my peace. I give you. So that's significant. He says he's leaving our peace and he's giving us our peace. So it's like me saying, okay, I'm leaving you this bread, but I'm giving it to you. It's up to you to receive it. It's up to you to access the thing that I'm giving to you. And if I don't take it, then it is very possible for me to live in trouble and fear. So if I don't take what Jesus gives, if I don't take the peace that Jesus gives, then it's very easy for me to live a troubled and fearful life, or to do this that we often do. Now imagine being given the latest smartphone, okay? And you are very similar to me maybe, and you have this expensive piece of equipment. But for you, all you know is that it's a phone. Okay. So you have this beautiful phone and you load it with uh, airtime. And every time you, and you've got, okay, you, you load it with airtime and you got, you've got Wi-Fi, okay. So every time you phone people, you use airtime. People who have Wi-Fi, let's say they have unlimited Wi-Fi, so have you. But you use your money all the time to phone them Okay, you phone them in this way. You've got other uses in the phone. You can speak to people in exactly the same way as you can speak to them if you call them the, uh, the, the other way. But now you've got WhatsApp on your phone, okay? But you're not using it. And maybe you like taking beautiful pictures, but you don't even know how many lenses are on your phone. You don't know the use. You don't understand. So that's how it can be. So I can choose to be on that level of having the smartphone, which is the peace of God in this example. Having this smartphone, I can choose to use it the old fashioned way. The way that when I was a child, I was taught a phone is used. The only purpose of a phone is making phone calls. And the only way you can make phone calls is by loading airtime on the phone and then calling like that. I can go, I can choose to be at that level, or I can choose to be at the level of other people who will always use their Wi-Fi because they've got it to make calls. So they're saving money etc etc so you, you get the idea so it's not great potential that we remain with but it's potential that is fully realized so many of us will die having the potential of peace that is in us but not fully realized it is possible so jesus has left us his peace we have it but sometimes we're not accessing it as we sh- as we could so when you google peace something very interesting comes up when you google the word peace of course you'll have a lot of images that will come up and then you also have yeah so you'll have a lot of those And of course you will have someone in the Lotus position. I just (laughs) didn't put it up there. That's the one that you'll find mostly, but you'll find inner peace. And you know, so when you Google, uh, a lot of it will be either on, um, conflict resolution, you know, on conflict or inner peace or, you know, uh, things of that nature, but what is amazing is that there's a lot that is written on the subject. There's a lot that is said about peace. There's a lot that because everybody is seeking peace. The world is troubled and people are desperately seeking this elusive thing called peace. It seems elusive because there seems to be difficulty to access it. And then if people do find people who who say that they're going to help them find peace or have inner peace, sometimes those people just look weird. They just sound weird it just it just does not you know it, it's 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 a little bit strange so you'll either find that uh and or you'll find other things that just talk about conflict and all of that and then you will find here and there uh people talking about biblical peace and there's a lot that has been uh, said about it so i would encourage you to actually do a bit of a search it's amazing what you can find anyway When you look at the collins web dictionary of uh, definition of peace i actually looked it up because there's six things that they put down and there's more but this is just you know the first one is freedom from war or a stopping of war that's peace okay a treaty or agreement you can read the rest of it up there and then and then of course um you know an undisturbed state of mind calm quiet tranquility So this is what peace really is according to the dictionary and it goes on further it's got another list of seven things that it has to say about peace so it really is quite difficult to to identify what this thing is that's why i said earlier that you know there are so many things that can be called peace you even have uh, people who uh, work in this area of peace know you have peace builders peacemakers you have all of that you have peace coaches and you know all of that but anyway now let's go back to the Bible in the Bible there are two significant words that that talk about peace one isn't mainly in the Old Testament the second one is mainly in the New Testament what I'm saying mainly is because this first word is also found in the New Testament all right so the first word that is found in the Old Old Testament is the word shalom. I'm sure, you know, many people would have heard this word. So, um, someone said that this word is found 237,000, thousand, 237 times in the Old Testament, Uh, you know, but then depending on which, uh, who you are reading, it could be slightly less or slightly more, but it's thereabouts, okay. So this word, shalom, okay. Now shalom speaks about completeness, soundness, and welfare. That is why, I don't know if you've heard, uh, (laughs) there's a lot of, uh, you know, Christians when they're praying, thank you, Lord, that, you know, I have fullness, nothing missing, nothing broken, because the word of God speaks about completeness, something that is sound, you know, and it speaks about welfare. And the root word for shalom is a word called shalam. And this one is about restitution, making amends or making whole. So peace means basically that it, it speaks about, it means that you are in a position of being whole, complete, lacking nothing. That's why, uh, yeah, you know, in, and um, what is interesting about this is that when you see it in Exodus chapter 22 verse 4, it is speaking about rest, restitution. It says, if the, if the theft is certainly found alive in his hand, in other words, whatever it is that the person has found and it's alive, whether it is an ox or donkey or sheep, he shall restore double. So that word re- restore is that shalom, which is a restoration. So when we're speaking about the peace of God, we are speaking also about the restoration of certain things to us as God's children or us standing for the restoration of the dignity of other people or the rest. So when you bring peace into other people, you are standing for them receiving their dignity back again, or them receiving whatever has been taken from them. So that's what God wants us to do and be involved in and then when it speaks about welfare an example of this is in genesis 43 verse 27 when uh, joseph was speaking to his to his brothers and asking after his his uh, his father so he, he asked about his welfare and he said um is your old father well of whom you spoke so there he was asking is father in shalom is he well is he complete i love what uh, this person said um Uh, Daniel C Arikia he said the concept of peace in the Old Testament primarily refers to wholeness total health total welfare it covers the sum total of God's blessings to a person who belongs to the covenant unity was that me It refers to wholeness. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, boy, see, <laughs> restoration, amen. Wholeness, not half sound so so that is shalom in the old testament so already we are seeing that peace in the old testament is about wholeness the totality of what god has for us in the covenant and then peace in the greek which of course the new testament is written in is an interesting world um, Some people pronounce it as Irene, others say Irene, but you see it there, that's what it is. And this one means peace, quietness, rest, security, and safety. But it also means oneness. It originated from the root word Iroh, which means to join or to tie together into a whole. So then when you put this, it means that unity I mean, uh, Irene means unity. It is bringing multiple parts together to form a whole or set it as one again. So this can be an example, for example, of people who have, you know, separated, relationships that have separated, or there is uh, something amiss in a relationship. Irene, part of the meaning of it means to bring that relationship back together again. To, to, to bind up something that is broken. So it first appears in the New Testament in Matthew chapter 10, verse 13. Remember where Jesus said that uh, if that house welcomes you, leave your peace there. But if it doesn't, take your peace with you. So that's significant because basically what it's saying is that if you, it was, to, he was saying to the disciples that they can leave, so they can proclaim peace over that place. Unity over those people in that home. Unity, tranquility, calm. But here's what I find quite interesting. Uh, with, with our translations. If you look at Mark 39, sorry, I haven't put it there, but in Mark 4:39, where it says, Peace be still, I want to illustrate something out of that. Is that Sometimes it can mess up our understanding. When Jesus was saying peace be still, he wasn't saying Irene, but he used another word which means be quiet. So Jesus there was saying, be quiet and stop. That's what he was saying to the wind. So he was telling it to stop so so he was taking away its voice but he was he was also taking away its action so it is so important for us to understand what it is that we are reading in the scripture so our understanding can grow so biblical peace when we look at now shalom and we looked at irene biblical peace is not only serenity calm or rest it is not only bringing people who are uh you know who are in conflict together it is not only those two things but biblical peace is all-encompassing it covers every area of our lives when we put all of what we've spoken about together we see that biblical peace is quietness of spirit it is rest wholeness completeness well-being lacking nothing It also encompasses reconciliation between God and man, as well as reconciliation amongst our relationships as people. So that when we are saying, may the peace of God be on you, that's what we're saying. There's a, there's a term in, in Hebrew, um, that, which, which is attached to shalom. It is, uh, shalom aleichem. Doesn't that sound familiar? Shalom Alechem. Now, shalom alechem means be at peace or may the peace of God be on you. And this is the greeting that in Hebrew is used. So often they will say shalom aleichem to each other in greeting. Now, imagine how powerful that is, this is to greet someone like this. Shalom Aleichem. So you're not just saying, oh, be be at rest, but you're saying be at rest, be whole. Being whole means basically let every area of your life be as God says that it should be. Let there be completeness in your health. Whether it's your health and your emotions, your health and your mind, your health and your body, your health and your finances, your health and your parenting, your health and your singleness, your health in every area of your life—that is what you are declaring to someone when you say this. And what I also find interesting is that in the Hebrew, um, in the Hebrew, in Hebrew culture, they say this every time they have Shabbat. Now, this is every week, every you know, so they they even sing a song about it. So these are the things that we can declare over each other. Last week, Sunday, somebody actually said to me, be at peace. He was just saying be at peace. And I laughed because I understood the significance behind what he was saying. So basically what he was saying, he was giving me the greatest blessing you could ever give, which is be whole in your relationship with God. Be whole in your relationship with people. Be whole in how you approach your work. Be whole in how you approach your exercise. Let it be whole. And where there is lack, I speak blessing. Where there is lack, I speak the fullness of God over it. And how I receive it will determine what happens in my life. So also what is significant is and what we need to understand is that how God gives us peace is not the same as how the world gives us peace. So we don't find peace in the same places that the world finds peace and this is important for us to understand because we can be given things out there uh you know that look if you want peace you must do this that and the other you will get something but it won't be the full package that god has for you john chapter 14 verse 27 in john fourteen twenty-seven, jesus says this peace i leave with you remember we've we've read it my peace i give you i do not give to you as the world gives i don't give to you as the world gives so if you want to know how to tap into this peace that i'm giving to you don't go to the world because you're not going to find it he gives us to us in a different way and the reason is that we can only have it if we are connected to him If we're not connected to him then we won't have access to it it doesn't come apart from him in john 14 verse 26 he promises his disciples that the holy spirit will be with them and then he speaks about his peace he says but the advocate the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you and straight after saying that he will teach you all things then he promises them that his peace will be with them because of the Holy Spirit it is because the Holy Spirit will be indwelling them so when the Holy Spirit is in us we actually have the peace of God already so here's what i find interesting jesus uh, promises them peace right and he has just spoken to them about the holy spirit now the bible speaks about the fruit of the spirit and the fruit of the spirit comes through the holy spirit we don't manufacture this fruit but we receive it from the holy spirit in fact what we do it's almost like a picture of having Uh, you know uh, two big feet two big shoes right and you are a baby and you put your feet in the shoes the shoes are there because they are the fruit of the holy spirit but as you grow in your in the knowledge of god then you grow in the fruit as well as you grow and as you as you allow the word of god to have its place in your life then your feet grow into the fruit. So you don't manufacture the fruit, but you grow into the fruit because the Holy Spirit is already in you and he doesn't have baby fruit, but he's got fully grown fruit already while he's on the inside of you. You are the baby. You need to grow so that the fruit of the spirit will be evident in your life. So we have the fruit of the Spirit through the Holy Spirit. God is Jehovah Shalom. He is God our peace. Jesus is the Prince of peace. So the full Godhead is peace. So if we do not have peace, it is imperative that we seek it. Like Jesus said, seek peace and pursue it. It's important for us to seek it. Now, let me just give you three ways in which we experience the peace of God so that we can understand fully what we're talking about here. The first one is peace with God. Romans 5, 1 says, therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord has done for us. So the only way we can have peace with God is through Jesus Christ. There's no other way there's no path there's no many paths to to God there's one path to him if we're talking about the real and true God the creator of the heavens and the earth there's only one way to Jehovah God and that is through Jesus Christ by acknowledging that we are sinful men and that we need a savior and that the Savior that was sent by God is Jesus, who is the Prince of Peace. And through that, through us accepting Him as our Lord and Savior, we then formulate a relationship. We have a, a relationship with God the Father. That's the only way we can have peace with God. But we maintain this peace with God by spending time with Him, of course, spending time in His Word and, and uh, and you know, uh, getting used to to this kingdom that we have been given and Jesus brings reconciliation between us and the father so he's our peace with God as we've seen in Romans 5 1 but here's the thing if I don't have peace with God whatever I give to other people is not real peace so I may have, I may, I may be in good terms with people and all of that, that's great. But it's missing, it's lacking something. So the first place and the most important thing is for me to ensure that I am in, in the right place with God. And it's not about me. This does not mean that then I will not do wrong, I won't sin from time to time, but it means that i maintain my relationship with the lord through when i'm aware that i've done wrong and i've displeased him i go and i make right because he's already waiting for me he wants me to have peace with him the second thing is the second one i wanted to just share with you is peace with others and the best way to have peace with others is through jesus because he enables us to have true peace because many of us say things like, for peace sake, I'll do it. Or we'll say things like, just to keep the peace. If you think about it, <laughs> if you really, really, really think about it, when those words come out of your mouth or that thought is in your mind, is it real peace that you're actually seeking? Or is it just perhaps just running away from that situation? or just to make them stop talking, or just to make them stop being angry with me. Just for peace sake, I'll do it. That's why I'm saying in order for us to have real peace, we need God. Because sometimes it requires humbling yourself and actually seeking proper peace, which means you deal with the matter, but you deal with it in humility. And you you submit yourself to what god says to you because i think sometimes we forget actually what god really says to us when it comes to this area sometimes we forget that in as much as we have choices we have rights we have this we have right, that there are certain things that jesus has said that are really difficult that we need to do yeah. like turning the other cheek <laughs> You know matthew 5 9 says something interesting blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called sons of god i believe what the scripture means is that when we are peacemakers we are becoming like our father so being a peacemaker shows that i'm a child of god It's like, you know, if you take a father and a son and you put them next to each other, more often than not, you'll see that, okay, these people, this person comes, comes from that person, the other way around, (laughs) you will see. So peacemakers, blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the sons of God. Nobody will have to ask whether this person is a child of God or not. We're God's children. Our attitudes and desires should emulate Him. Like I said, we grow into these things. So I cannot be holding the grudge that I was holding 20 years ago as a child of God, because I'm growing, right? So if I'm growing, the grudges that I was challenged with 20 years ago should not be an issue now If I'm still holding on to it, then perhaps I need to go to God and submit myself to him and ask him to bring people or actually I seek people who can help me to deal with this thing. Because obviously I'm not growing as a peacemaker. And this is serious because these are not suggestions the things that Jesus said in the word they're not suggestions and sometimes we treat them as suggestions we treat them as suggestions like I am tired how many times must I say I'm sorry with the you know I'm tired I'm tired peacemaking is not optional God expects it of us it's a command it's a command from him and it comes with blessing by the way this does not mean that when you become a peacemaker that the other person will respond in kind so just because you know how the person is going to respond does not mean that that removes the responsibility from you from making peace So I do my part. I do what God says that I should do in his word. How the person responds is their own business. But that does not mean that I'm like, ah, it's their business, who cares? But it's their business in terms of saying that it is up to them to respond in the right way. So if it is that perhaps we're talking about a toxic situation. Then you do your part and you step away. But with grace and with love. So you do, you do, it doesn't mean that you have to then stay in that relationship because God said I must turn the other cheek. So you keep your cheek right there. <laughs> waiting for it to be... You know, you know, you remove yourself from the situation, but you do your part, you do your best to make peace. So I'm not saying, this is very important, I'm not saying that then you must stay in, in, in those and you follow after and you, you let yourself be abused. But what i am saying is that there are many relationships that we we've let go of or there are many areas where we 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 deal with with conflict in a way that is not scriptural and if perhaps you're confused and you don't know which way to deal with it there are people who may be more mature who can help you with the situation but what is important is that what what jesus said in his word is what goes for us it's not what what you know Uh, maybe dr phil or whoever says but it's first what jesus says and you filter everything else through the word yeah Yeah. anyway um (laughs) the last one is peace with ourselves so god gives us peace with himself and then peace with others but he also gives us peace with ourselves many of us live (laughs) live our lives like we don't exist in other words we don't give ourselves time you don't give yourself time to be at peace with yourself but you have this nagging voice continuously you know this voice that is pointing you've done wrong you've done this you've done that you've done that but when we allow God to do so he gives us peace within ourselves he helps us to forgive ourselves he helps us to deal with things in a in a healthier manner so he corrects us in the right way and helps us to move forward i remember one time i don't remember what 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 i was struggling with it was years back and then i kept on you know how could i i should know better and all of that it just kept on going and going and going and i would ask god to forgive me and i'd still like point until one day i was reading the word and it was like i was hearing god saying how dare you I'm like how dare you treat my child like that and it was like god was saying do you understand that you belong to me before you belong to yourself how dare you do that that is not what because what I was doing was not repentance and 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 you know but I was like killing myself you know and God was like who do you think you are to judge my child like that I have forgiven you already it's enough already and then I had to learn how to deal with myself when I had done wrong because I had this perfectionistic voice that was shouting in my head if I did one thing wrong for a whole week I would feel condemnation so I was partnering with the devil who does that full time so I was partnering with him and I was instead of asking God to forgive me, repenting of the thing and asking him to give me the grace and the ability to live right from then on, instead of leaning on him now as leaning on, you should know better, you know, it was just too much. So God gives us peace with ourselves. But once again, here, we've got to give ourselves the time to to look inside. Because often we've got really bad attitudes about ourselves and we judge ourselves so much, but we don't give ourselves the time to analyze where we are. So then we end up treating other people horribly because we feel horrible about ourselves. We're not at peace with ourselves. So everybody, Hey, we are on a, on, on the war path. Everyone better move or else but it's because we we haven't received the peace of God and allowed it to actually live in us so God makes us whole and he makes us complete like him so it's a we are on a journey of completeness and wholeness to be like Jesus we're not really on a on a journey to really like you know the whole thing of finding myself and that whole that that thing but if you're finding yourself then you're finding yourself in him okay so you're discovering jesus so that you can discover who you really are that's the difference he is our peace and that keeps us together it keeps me together so in conclusion see, i'm concluding with the five minutes the one thing we need to do firstly is how okay so how do we then tap into this this whole thing firstly we give the word of God space in our minds and hearts we have to make room we have to make room there's no other way about it I've got to make room for the word of God to actually do what it does now that does not look like this because often we do it that does not look like looking at people's statuses and seeing their verses that they've posted today and then taking all 50 verses for today and then tomorrow i see what else they've posted and i take all 100 verses it doesn't work that way that's like that's like taking 50 sweets a day and expecting them to give me vitamins (laughs) and expecting them to actually go deep into my immune system and strengthen it that's not that's not what it is Yes, you can. There's nothing wrong with looking at the verses those verses are encouraging, by the way, those verses are encouraging. They remind us of who we are. But I have got to take the time to sit down with my own Bible and study it. I've got to sit down and understand what are you saying, God, communicate with him, commune with him and let his word have its way in me. So that if he's saying some things to me, then I, I deal with them from that level. Okay. Two, leaning on the Holy Spirit. So peace is a fruit of the spirit, right? And leaning on the Holy Spirit l- looks something like this. I have to make to make examples because often we talk about things, but then we don't know how to do them. Leaning on the Holy Spirit means asking him to help me with things that perhaps I'm not you know I'm not able to do asking him Holy Spirit today I ask you to lead me in peace help me to see when I'm actually stepping out help me to see the things that take me away from your peace nudge me Lord and when he nudges I need to respond and not like okay no I'll deal with it later but when he nudges, then I respond because when I respond, I, I, I'm coming closer to him and I'm, and I'm becoming more attentive to what he's saying. So listening to him. So leaning on him also means that I understand that the strength and the power is not with me, but it's with him. Thirdly, you make peace with people practical. So we make it practical. So if I want to make peace with someone. It's not a matter of saying, Lord, I'm making peace with so-and-so. Amen. Praying about it is really great. It's good. But it also means making that call, hopefully, you know, through Wi-Fi or whatever. So, um, it also means making that call. It means organizing that coffee. It means inviting the person for a meal. It means buying someone a gift. It means doing something practical. Because often we say we've dealt with conflict, but when you look at it, we have not really done it. Sometimes it requires you doing something for the person to see that you are. So making peace is not just a mental thing. It has to go from the, hopefully from the heart, to the head, and then to the actions. This, of course doesn't mean that if you don't have money then you can't make peace (laughs) let's not make excuses so all i'm saying is that that heart that heartfelt word you know that thought out message whatever it is but it's got to be practical and like i said earlier just because you've done it does not necessarily mean you'll have a good response we pray that you will and that will be awesome but we don't do things because they're going to turn out. Well, we do them because that's what God says we must do. And we do them because we want to please our father. And we want to grow in our character, in the character of Christ, because God has given, has brought us here so that we can grow in the knowledge of God and in the character. So we can be more and more like Jesus so in this way peace will not be a chance encounter for us but a part and parcel of who we are and how we live on a daily basis okay right okay amen Amen. okay that's it i'm gonna ask us can we please just um stand up and then i will ask uh trisha to come and pray in a you know to give us a like bless us in a moment but i just want to pray for us okay um yeah okay let's let's pray father god i i thank you for your word lord i ask that um you would really help us that you would show us those we have so many blind spots god so i ask that in this area you would highlight those those places that we need to to see and that we need to address and I thank you God that you enable us to do this I thank you for your peace that you call us to wholeness you call us to completeness you call you call us father to reconciliation you've given us the ministry of reconciliation to reconcile with you to reconcile with others and to bring others to you as well Lord so we give you the praise in Jesus name Amen
2: I just wanna elaborate on on that prayer. Um, If you feel like you need greater understanding of what peace really is, then I want you to just um, extend your hands and just incline your heart towards God. Father, we pray as you see your sons and daughters around this auditorium with their hands extended as a sign of responding, we want to understand your peace more effectively. We wanna understand your peace in greater measure so that we are able to receive your peace. Lord, we, we've heard your word spoken, but now we need the empowerment of your Holy Spirit to cause us to be ones who can grow in understanding and, and grow in application. We want first and foremost a greater understanding of how to be at peace with you, how to be at peace with others and how to be at peace within ourselves. Father, we wanna thank you that your shalom peace is that completeness, that soundness. We need soundness of mind. We need rest restitution. For many of us, we need a, a reinstatement of our dignity because others have have taken it from us, whether it be in the workplace, in our homes, just on the street, Lord, just walking down the road. So, so often, I remember as a little girl, I was, I was violated walking on the street. We need restoration of dignity. Lord, there is, there is a completeness that you bring to us and only you can bring it to us that quietness and rest in our minds, the security and safety of knowing that we are yours and nothing will steal us from your hand. And Father, we wanna be agents of peace. We wanna be able to release that blessing of peace over others. Whoever encounters us, that they would receive peace from us because we are ones who are able to pour peace
0: Close. I just want to pray for you and especially if you battle with peace in the middle of the night. If that is you, with every eye closed, every head bow, just lift your hand up if you battle with peace at night, in the middle of the night, especially. If you're an overthinker, if you sit and analyze. It all gets too hectic. We've heard of God today who wants to make us whole. Come to him this afternoon, not just as a God who's going to help you at night, but we want to include the night as well into your, into your goodies of is where most fights are lost in the middle of the night. I pray for those who wake up tired because they've had a struggle at night. I pray for those, God, who have not experienced your presence in the middle of the night. I pray for those who Dread the, the night, the, the sun setting because they know us is coming. I pray for those, dear Jesus, who spend the best part of the night calculating, adding, things not tiling up. I pray for those who battle with pain at night, physical pain, I saw back, I saw a sore back, a sore knee a neck they lose their sleep because their physical bodies are sore Psalm 16 says even my body will rest secure that's how far deep God wants to go he's thinking of your mind he's thinking of your spirit and he's speaking over your body too Lord, I thank you you do not look only after the body, you look after the heart, you look after the mind. You're the God who goes back to our backgrounds and you fix things that, were, that went wrong before we even realize we are alive. you God is not bound by time, you're not bound by space, you go into the recesses of our lives. It doesn't matter where we come from, it doesn't matter who gave birth you are god who plants peace where there's never been peace before receive it this afternoon receive it today forget about what it has been like forget about how impossible it has been for you to get a restful night receive it today believe it in your heart and say i receive it i receive peace for myself I've heard that God is saying I can actually have a wonderful sleep and wake up rejuvenated. Lord, I pray that you, Governor, give us strength to sit tight and quietly and allow you to speak to us and remind us of the people we have not made right with with you give us the strength we thank you for your love we thank you for your kindness We thank you for your mercy we thank you that we do not deserve any of this but you give it to us freely we tap into it today fully in faith in Jesus name
2: may the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be upon you and the Holy Spirit. Shalom Aleichem. Shalom Aleichem. Shalom
0: Aleichem. Thank you for tuning in. For more messages like these and other resources, you can visit our website at endurban.org. Remember to
2: subscribe to our podcast channel to stay up to date with the latest sin. Be blessed.